There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Okay, hi everybody. A new episode of He Said, Ella Dijo. And this one has me so excited because a really, really dear close friend of mine, I Eric knows this for 17 years. I always tell him, you know what? Lisa Vidal is one of my favorite people in the world. She's a fellow Boricua. Mm-hmm. from New York. We love her. her and we her love her so much. And listen, she's done everything. She's been in the business for a long time. What I'm talking about, the first time I saw her was in this movie called Like It Like That. I was It was like 1994. That was the first time that I saw this girl, Puerto Rican, and she was so good. I'm going, who's that woman? She's so beautiful and she's so funny. And after that, oh my God, The Division, um, Boston Legal, She's done everything. She's done without a trace with you. Without a trace with and me. Then you recently had Bean Mary Jane, which was a Bean huge Bean Mary hit Jane, Rosewood. With Union, Rosewood with um, me. Yeah, Shameless. I worked, I worked with her on that. Uh, Chicago PD, The Baker and the Beauty, ER. I mean, she's done every single successful TV show out there, and she is next level. And I just adore her, and her life story is incredible. Talk about somebody that is resilient and strong. She's a Christian. Her faith in God uh, just keeps her alive, to be honest with you, because Lisa is a woman that is so full of energy and laughter. She's one of the funniest people ever, but she's been through a lot. And it amazes me how you talk to Lisa and she's the happiest, most positive, coolest person on earth when you know that inside she's been crying, you know, but she wants you to just be full of energy and to understand that life is beautiful and it doesn't matter what life throws at you. God is great and you'll survive and you'll move on and you'll do great. So she's a testament of just somebody that is perseveres through everything. Perfect. So yeah. let's welcome Lisa Vidal. Hey, girly. Hi, boo-boo fetish. How are you? <laughs> How are you? 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 How are
I'm okay, girl. We just did a we just did an intro of you, and I told our listeners that I just adore you and that we are really close One of our friends. Favorite people in the world, and you are just an example to live by, and and all of that. Aww, <laughs> I love you too. I love both of you, and I feel the same way. You know how I've loved you for so many years that we've been friends for so long, and. Just grateful for you and your beautiful family and our friendship and our sisterhood. Yes, yes, Love which has been amazing, amazing. So I want to go back to the beginning. Um, yeah. Lisa, so you are Puerto Rican, right? Mom and dad are Puerto Rican. Three sisters, Correct. three beautiful. They're all like stunning um, girls. And But you grew up in New York. Exactly what part of New York? Yeah, so I grew up... Um, Mostly in like Spanish Harlem, the Bronx, and then Queens. Oh my gosh. My parents moved around a lot when I was younger, but I was okay. born like at Flower Fifth Avenue. I mean, sorry, Flower Fifth Hospital on Fifth Avenue. So, you know, I always thought I was like, you know, special because I was born <laughs> on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> because you were in Fifth Avenue. <laughs> right. Oh I was like, God. well, I was born on Fifth Avenue. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my God. And then you're the oldest one of the three. Uh, what I guess you started singing, right? You started as a singer. I I actually I actually did. I used to um I used to do like uh little uh contests and little, you know, little shows and things like that. And I originally I really wanted to be a singer. That that was my dream. And then I kind of fell into the acting thing. I got into the high school performing arts when I was 14 years old. Um, and I was a drama major. And uh, and then that that part of my career kind of just really started to to like take off. I was doing plays before that with Intar Theater. And then, este, um, yeah, and then I, I took uh, acting classes with Raul Julia there. Oh, wow. It was okay. Yeah. And then at 14 years old, I think I was 14 or 15, I got my first series on PBS. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was about a Puerto Rican family living in Spanish Harlem, and I played the sister. What was the name of that one? It was called Oye Willy. Oh, my goodness. I don't remember that one. Okay. Yeah. Like, Oye Willy. <laughs> so, so of the three of you, <laughs> so two of you went the entertainment route of the three sisters. And that was that sort of inspired by you going that route. Your younger sister sort of followed in those footsteps. No, but the Christina, but the middle sister is a writer, so she's still yeah. part well, of the business. Yeah, all three of you that said to go to the arts. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that that Tanya, Tanya is a writer. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Christina and I uh, ended up in front of the camera. Um, and yeah, I mean, Christina, you know, we're sixteen years apart, my baby sister wow. and I. Oh, I didn't really. So, wow. Yeah. So when, when I was already acting and everything and she just absolutely loved, you know, being around me and coming to the sets with me. And one day she came home with this audition. She told my mom about it. Um, and it was this big open call for a movie called Life with Mikey starring Michael J. Fox. And my mother called me and I was actually pregnant with my first son. And she said, mira, you're, you're, que tu hermana me trajo ahí un audition y yo no tengo tiempo para esto, yo estoy trabajando, and all this. I was like, she was like, you got to take her. So I was like, okay, mom, don't worry, I'll take her. I'll, I'll coach her. And I worked with her and I took her to the audition and she got, she it. got a call back after call back. Then we mm -hmm. went, I flew to Canada with her for a screen test with Michael J. Fox and she booked it. Wow. wow. That's and, crazy. And you know, people remember Christina, I, I believe, you know, Christina Vidal, because when she did Taina, Taina was like the first vehicle, right? For like a kid show that it was the lead was a Latina. Right. Yes. So she was the first of that model. Exactly. Of, of a lot of those young teen shows. And um, she was a Jen Ortega of that generation, oh, you know, wow. because the, yeah. that show was huge, Taina, and she was the lead for many years, and she got a lot of heat out of that, and then her career just took off, and and exactly. then she took a break. I remember when she took a break from acting. Remember that she said, "I don't want to do this anymore." She did, and now That's she, right. yeah, she and, did. You know, and we all supported her, of course. I'm just putting this on Do Not Disturb because I forgot to do that. Sorry, yeah, guys. It's okay. Um. So yeah. Um. She, she just, you know, the, you know, I don't have to tell you this crazy business um, mm -hmm. that we're in, 
um, she just really could because she started even younger than I did because she was 10 years old when she did that movie with Michael J. Fox. She just needed to be with herself as a young person and mm -hmm. get to know herself more. And she just needs to step away for a little bit. Yeah. Which I really and I thought that was a great idea. It was great. And now she's back and she's doing fantastic again. And, and I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so what, what was that big moment for you, Lisa, early on when you realized, because we've talked about this so many times where you aspire in this business. You're like, okay, I'm doing it. It feels like a, it feels like a job, a profession, but it's not really because we're all just plugging away. And then like, there's like a moment where something hits and you're like, I just booked whatever it is that was a big thing that sort of gave me a trajectory to make this my career, my job. What was that moment for you? What was the... So I think that, you know, in all honesty, a lot of people probably don't know this, but um, I actually didn't... That was not my first love, to so to speak. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to oh, be wow. a wife. I wanted to drive a minivan. I wanted to, like, live in a house and Just be like... like Rosalind. Yeah, my it's husband so made all the money. <laughs> I did. Lisa, I've known you, I've like, you for uh, a long no. You I've two known are you for... two peas in a pod. That's so wrong. She loves to cook for me. She loves to clean. She I, she loves minivans and being a, just a wife at home. No, I don't. But and then, listen, <laughs> listen to me, Lisa. I've known you for so long, and I have never heard you say that. And that is the truth. Oh my that god, that's honest truth. But like I just said, God laughed at that and said, "Uh, no." You got a talent. You got to get out there. <laughs> and so. I was just, you know, even while I was pregnant, uh, I was still singing um, and I was auditioning and I was still doing roles. I remember taking Scott to auditions with me when he was an infant and I would give him to the front office lady and I'd go in and tape and she'd play with him and I'd come out and get my baby and we'd leave. Oh it was hilarious. God. And yeah. I'll never forget. Actually, I swear to you, this is the truth. There was this one girl that I always used to audition with and um we, we she was there and i was like hey girl how you doing oh my god thank god you're here do you mind holding my baby <laughs> i didn't have anybody to take care of her <laughs> like okay <laughs> so literally she stayed with scott while i went inside i have so many stories about that but anyway um i would say you know i was doing a lot of guest spots i was doing a lot of recurring and what i said to myself was that if I didn't make it by the time I was 30 years old, if I didn't have something solid that I felt like this was worth the sacrifices that I was making, mm -hmm. the time away from my baby boy and all of that, then I'm quitting. I was like, I'm doing something else. I will figure it out because I am a creative person. Um, I need to figure it out because I'm not going to spin my wheels. And I definitely did not want to be just a dissatisfied actor. Like, totally. you know, of not really having direction in who I was. And I swear to you, that's when I booked my um, my big role on the Steven Spielberg ABC television show called High Incident that brought me out here. Wow. Um, okay. And at that point, I had a deal with ABC because I had done this spinoff of The Commission. It was a two-hour pilot for my own show, um, but it didn't get picked up. But um, I got picked up. Uh, by ABC for a deal and honestly it looked like they weren't really going to find anything for me and then I was just kind of like all right well if this doesn't happen I got like I, I think literally it was like my, 29 I was 29 years old and then when I turned I was just turning 30 and I got that show wow that's the moment you let go and you sort of just like trust if it's for you it's for you that's one thing we've, you know, we get asked that a lot by listeners and we've talked about it in, in this business in particular, that the, the more you try to grab onto the steering wheel in this business and just like drive it the way you want it to go, the, the more you lose control. It's like, as soon as you just let it drive, you like you, you let it drive itself for a bit and you trust the process, you'll land where you need to land if it's Absolutely. meant, if it's meant for you, but it's mm -hmm. very hard to control this business because it's actually impossible to control this business. Yeah. This business yeah, will just chew you up. There is no control. No. Absolutely. I mean, you can, you can create, you can try to do, you can, you know, I mean, and I, and this, this business is definitely not for people who don't have super thick skin mm -hmm. and believe in themselves, mm -hmm. their talent. And uh, not that you can't be a sensitive person, because I do think that creative people are sensitive people and we all, vulnerable and i think that you know when you're a creative person and you have talent 
then that is actually what helps carry whatever you're carrying through a character or music or anything like that, you know? Yeah. But you can't, you, you can't be, you know, a pushover. You can't be any of those things. And I always, you know, people ask me all the time, well, what does it take? And what is it doing? This and I'm like, you want the truth? Yeah, exactly. I'm down. <laughs> you know, I have a, um, my godparents in Puerto Rico, they have a grand, a grandkid, Carlos Andres, and he's probably now in his like late 20s, you know, maybe early 30s. Um, he's not a baby. Let's put it this way. And he went to law school, but his dream is to be an actor, to be in this business since he was a baby. Mm. And Lisa, I feel so bad because he keeps reaching out to me and he graduated and he showed the parents the diploma. You know, he's done all the right things because everybody in the family is like, oh my God, here he goes. And there he, there he goes again saying that he wants to, to be in the business and he wants to be an actor. And he keeps reaching, keeps reaching out. He wants to talk to me about it, about the possibility of like, should I just move to LA? What do I do? Where do I go? And God bless him. I love this kid. And I'm dreading the conversation because of that, because I'm going, I don't want to lie at your age. You know what I mean? Just to leave everything and come here. But I don't want to be the person that is taking away that dream. It's like, I always tell people, I joke about saying like, Eric is a dream popper. Like every time I have an idea, he's like, well, what do you think? And he's always like, so. Then, Lisa, you know, Ross, some of the ideas are crazy. <laughs> so I'm going, I don't want to be a dream crazy. popper to, to a kid that clearly has a passion for something. But if he only knew, I feel like going, I know, Carlos, quédate en Puerto Rico y, y sigue con en lo tuyo. Tú me entiendes? Porque vas a venir aquí a sufrir. But then again, right. who am I to but I always say like the that? Truth, like you know? The honest truth is what's best. Like, you know, if, if, exactly. it's, if it's your dream, you put your head down and you go pursue it. But just know that it's going to be a grind and it may not work out Ugh. the way you think it's going to work out. It, it could sucks. be better, could be worse. Exactly. How do, you, how do you navigate with Olivia? Olivia is her daughter. How old is Olivia now? So mega talented too. Olivia will be 20 years old in July. So Olivia's 20, beautiful, and beautiful girl, full, super talented. A scholarship talent. to NYU, correct? Yes. Wow. Yes. So clearly she wants to write. I thought arts, yeah. We thought that she was going to be more into like, I want to act and all that. But I guess his calling is, she does. But the writing is not. So what's, what's priority? So, um, so basically with Olivia, you know, she's incredibly talented. She can, she's a terrific actress. She's a terrific singer. And she's a terrific writer. And, you know, I, I told her, I said, you know, I think it's important for you to hone in your writing skill because this way you don't have to wait for anybody to write mm. anything. You write it yourself. Exactly. You act in it. You produce it. You can direct it. You can show run. You can do all those things. And there are so many wonderful classes and and coaches and um um uh what do you call it like acting like where you can do a whole weeks weekly series and hone in that skill everywhere but to get to get the education as a writer to really hone in that skill so that mm. you know they're paying for your education i was like you got to go for it yeah. you know Go for that and the, and do your and do and do your training. So when Olivia came to you, listen, it was very evident because she was manifesting. I mean, she was showing signs of like you know she's very good at she plays piano and she sings and she can act. So since she was, I remember when she was still a kid, she was already showing love for the arts, right? So when that conversation happened and she said, "Mom, this is what I want to do," I'm never going to experience that because Sabella wants nothing to do with this. <laughs> Our kids <laughs> are exactly like, opposite. What we the, do? The opposite, right? So I'm never going to live that. What was your? So were you completely transparent and brutally honest with Olivia, saying, "Mommy"? You yes. know what I've been through, so get ready. Absolutely. Okay. I have always been brutally honest. Um, my ups, my downs, my disappointments, my frustration, my hurt, my, you know, at times in this industry, we feel disrespected. Mm. But then also the joys, the fulfillment of the creativity, the process, um, the life I like, there's nothing I've never been that mom or that actress that, um, pretends to be anything, but who I am mm -hmm. the sense of like, I don't sugarcoat anything. Um, and 
you know, I, I've always lived that thing where it's like, yes, this is what mom does as a job, but I'm your mom and that's what I'm always going to be. And it's, so there's no, she sees it all, okay. you know, and, um, and, um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm really brutally honest with her about the auditioning process, the rejection, the, the not, you know, it, it, it feels personal, but it's not personal. There are so many other things involved and I've already seen it in her. Like, you know, when she gets, she wants something so badly and then it doesn't mm, happen. Brutal. You know, I, this is the reality of that. And, um, the reality of, Feeding your multiple skills so that you've always got something that you're working on and you can make money because mm -hmm. it's so like this, you know, and, um, you know, I talked to, 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 to Max about it too, because Max is, he, Max is super smart, very innovative and creative. He wants to produce. Oh, wow. I oh, didn't know that. Business too? Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's graduating with a film degree and I had no idea written a, a pilot for a show he shot it he directed he hired the cast the crew everything wow, yeah. wow. so they both want to be in this industry and scott you know my son too he was uh he started rapping he was an incredible writer like in like i i always knew he had a writing skill but i didn't know what an incredible writing skill he had actually mm. until he actually started writing his rap music um but you know, it's, it's, you can't, when, when this is something that's in someone's bones, you can't, you can't talk them out of it. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. So my thing was to prepare them with the truth. To give you the tools. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I'm going to say a little story. I um, This is how much I love Lisa and how much I wanted to work with Lisa. I think we did Chasing Papi. And then after Chasing Papi, mm-hmm. I booked this um, TV series without a trace, which was very, very successful. I was there for five years. And I remember two years into it, I was like, I am bored out of my mind. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it was five years of incredible prosperity and and I made friends for life. And like, I would love to do a procedural now. Back then, I don't know why I made that choice. I was pushed by my representatives to do that. But I think it was a mistake. But anyways, nothing is a mistake. I, I bought my first house, you know, because of, because of that show. And beautiful things came out of it. But I was super bored. So twice, I had the courage to go to the showrunner, second season, fifth season, going, I'm bored. I'm not happy. I went out. You know, if you're not going to utilize me, I was doing movies. I was doing fantastic. What the heck am I doing here? So twice I went in with an idea, just write, can you write this episode for me? Can you just throw me a bone so I can feel like like I'm doing something? So I remember the second time I did it. So the first time they did, you know, but they were very graceful and they wrote me the episode that I pitched. um, And I was nominated for my first Alma Awards. Remember the Alma Awards? Yes. And then the second time around, the same thing that my last season on the show, I, I, the same thing. I walk in going, guess what? I am bored again. So I was thinking about this idea and can you just write it? And this is the story, blah, 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 blah. And these are the beats. And I, this is the actress that I want you to hire. No, but we have to do casting. I'm going, no, 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 no. This is the actress <laughs> that I want you to get. I'm going to play. I want to, I want to act with Lisa Vidal. And they uh-huh. did. And it was such a, a, a beautiful experience. We connected even more. We became really close. And I think we did beautiful work. And because of that episode and because I was working with somebody, somebody better than me that elevated me, I won the Alma Award. Woo, Isn't that baby. crazy? Yes. <laughs> I got chills all over yeah. because I remember how special that was. Yes. I was so special. And also, like, I'm so happy you brought that up because, you know, on Chasing Poppy, it was like, it was my first time really kind of working with um, other successful Latina actresses, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just, it was, to me, it was so beautiful how he w- we were all playing off of each other. And I wanted so badly to like connect with everyone. And, yeah. you know, I feel like we connected. Mm-hmm. And then when Without a Trace came along and, um, I, you know, I also spoke to, I got to talk to the director and I was so excited that you and I were going to play these partners. Yes. And we, were gonna, we had this relationship and we were these two strong, bright women. And mm-hmm. it was just, honestly, it was one of the best experiences that Aww. I've had working with you and also just how we connected yeah. through those characters and made this and created this amazing friendship that we've had. And it just, for me also, you know, it, it solidified how 
we can work together that way. Mm-hmm. And we should be working together that way. Yes. And we should be uplifting each other and hiring each other and encouraging each other because I always feel like I've always grown up with the, the mentality of, you know, what's yours is yours. What's mine is mine. What is supposed to be mm. going to be. So why not be so happy for each other? Yes. Why not bring something beautiful out of it? And so you've always represented that, my beautiful sister. Oh, thank you. You've always been that person and have always lifted, I know for me, lifted me up, mm. you know, and encouraged me. And that to me is such a beautiful gift. It's a gift of, um, of, of confidence, intelligence, beautiful soul and beautiful heart. And that's who you are. That's Aww. who you've been. And that's the truth. And Thank we you. should play partners together in some legal, I mean, uh, <laughs> whatever you want. Listen, I didn't want to do a procedural then. I want to do it now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And we were pretty, we were pretty badass. Those we were, were freaking badass. Episodes. It was a beautiful episode. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Let me ask you this. And, and cause we've talked about this a lot. This is just going back a little bit. How has it been this profession? Like your dream was to be a mom you became a successful full-time actress. How was that for you balancing being the mom, being a wife, traveling, work, this business in general? What were some of the sacrifices and how difficult was it? Because we talk about it a lot. You know, Rosalind, I'm lucky I'm working here. She's going to Puerto Rico, you know, when she does Fantasy Islands, four and a half months. You know what? Let's say first, people know, she married her high school sweetheart. How many years of marriage? Yes, um... He's he's my college sweetheart. We've been college, together for yep. 38 years. 38 wow. years together. Yes, and 33 married. So and you know, it's so funny because that's that's a whole other podcast. I could be like <laughs> <laughs> But they um because being in this industry and and being married and having children is not for the meek mm-hmm. or the mild or the weak or any of that. Right. And so that is, that's also something that is um, so important to talk about because like actors for so many years, like we thought, Oh, we can't have families. We can't fall in love. We can't have a life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was determined. I was like, well, my mom did it. She worked, she had kids, you know, mm-hmm. she has marriage or whatever. Um, it's not easy though. It, it was never easy. It was a, a, it was hard work. It was like balancing and juggling a lot and prioritizing. So there was a lot that I didn't do with what I could have done in my career because my focus and priority was to be a good mom or the best mom I, I could be. Wow. So all those things that other people maybe that didn't have children or a family, you know, um, weren't, did not have to worry about doing, um, you know, they could do it. I was not doing it. I was taking that all the time I could take to be with my kids, to be a mom, to, you know, cook and, you know, be in the house. And, you know, I couldn't go to every party, every red carpet. I couldn't like, I was actually afraid to try to branch out and do more in my career because I felt like it was going to take too much away from my kids. And to me, that was, um, that's what I really wanted. Has Jay always been incredibly supportive since day one? Has been, has it been your rock and supportive? Yeah, Jay. He was always supportive. He's always been supportive. Did we go through moments of um, jealousy? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, jealousy about, you know, me having love interests or, you know, um, being the center of attention Mm -hmm. around people, uh, or, um, you know, it's, it's challenging when, when, you know, you, you have a strong woman and we talked about this and, you know, and, and I'm just going and going and my career is growing and growing. And, you know, and he's like, well, who am I? What, you know, what am I doing? And he was very involved with, of course, our kids. And I just was like, well, we got to go with this, right? My career is going. It's me. I'm, we're making money. 
but it absolutely brings challenges mm -hmm. into the relationship, into the marriage as a whole and individually. Of course. Because you guys didn't uproot, right? When you took jobs, I remember when you did being Mary Jane, the kids were a little older, but you, you went to Atlanta and I know Jay was home. So you guys yeah. didn't relocate for any real no. job. You never upped and moved because you got a job. Because we always no. talk about like, that job could be canceled within three months. And then you're like, why do we move? That's so I mean, right. you, you just did those. You would always go back and forth and make the sacrifice and see the kids when you could and see your husband when you could. And, or they'd yeah. come and travel and you'd I do the job. I think like 90% of ladies in this business, like us, like me and Lisa, you know, we're married, we have kids, but we don't know what the next job is going to take us. You know, so you have to do what you have to do. I think at least 90%, unless you, 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 you tell your team, I'm not relocating ever, 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 you know? <laughs> so it is what it is. I don't care if I don't work for five years, I'm not relocating. But who, right. do, who does that? Very, very few yeah. have the luxury to do that, you know? So you have to do what you have to do. So yeah, one stays with the kids while the other one is working. Right. You know? I mean, it's, you know, it's not an easy thing. And there, you know, there were times when, you know, he was like, he'd be angry and mm -hmm. I miss my wife. I want my wife back. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, bitch, I'm trying to work. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I want? <laughs> so, you know, it gets tense. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we get it. <laughs> we get you it. Know, it's not easy, right? It's this whole, it's, it's trying to find that balance. But I tell you what, um, find yourself a great partner if that's the plan, because as, as difficult as it is and as challenging as it can be in a marriage, um, when you have that partner that's that really loves you and is your best friend, like they're trying to figure it out with you. That does mean a lot, you know, mm -hmm. when, and Jay has always been, you know, a cheerleader for me. Like he has always believed in my talent. He has always, you know, said to me like, babe, you're, you're so talented. You're so good at what you do. I don't know how you do what you do. And you're so beautiful inside and out. And you're this, like, I mean, he could have, been a whole, you know, a real come mierda caca Come face, mierda, you know? claro, claro. And you know, you always say two things about Jay that I know this to be true. Number one, he's been an outstanding dad. You know, like he has dedicated his life to his kids. Mm -hmm. And you always say, you know what, Jay, he's a good man. Yes. So that's all you can ask for. You know, when, when it comes to a husband and, and the father of your kids, is he a good daddy? Is he a good man? Right. You know, and that's very valuable. Exactly. And, you know, when they, you know, you got to find somebody that, that really loves you just as you love them, but they love you too. They love what they love your sacrifice. Mm -hmm. They love your hustle. They love how you, you know, it, it's not easy for the person that's doing it either. It's not easy for me. Yeah. You know, I used to cry. I would FaceTime with my kids and I, you know, one time I took Olivia out of school for two weeks and I brought her to Atlanta. Yeah, I remember that was like, you know what? My daughter is, needs me. She needs me. She needs me. Mm -hmm. So guess what? I don't really care about school. And I talked to the school and I said, listen, this is, um, you know, I had just gone through breast cancer and uh, I had to go right to work. And Olivia was really, you know, the whole breast cancer scare really affected her. Yeah. And um, she just did not want to be away from me. Mm -hmm. And it was so hard to leave her because she was younger than the boys, you know, mm -hmm. and so you got to do what you got to do. And at a certain point, certain things, like you said earlier, you have to say, okay, like none of that matters. Mm -hmm. Right here is what matters. Yeah. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prinze Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, 
we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I want to ask you something, Lisa, and I know this is a very sensitive topic, um, and we have never, ever addressed a situation like this on the podcast. Um, you, you have three kids. You talked about Scotty briefly um, at the very beginning, but you and Jay went through something that is unmanageable. Is that a word? Unimaginable, yeah. Unimaginable? Mm-hmm. Unimaginable, Unimaginable. Yes. And it's interesting because this morning I woke up with the news. I did a movie for Lifetime a couple of years ago with Lyric Bent, a friend of mine, and the lady that played my mom, uh, Venezuelan Spanish actress, stunning, beautiful lady, has two kids, and the oldest one, 25 years old, just passed away, different from your experience, because a truck just ran him over. Oh my God. And I texted her, and I left her a voice text, and I was like, I don't even know what to say, but you know, I just said what I said, and she replied to me and said, I am irreparable, she said something so powerful. And like you, you had breast cancer. She had lung cancer. 
And now this situation with the son, she says, I am irreparably broken. Yes. And you went through a situation like that with Scotty. At what age did he pass away? My son passed away at 28. At 28. And this is something that we, I remember seeing as a kid and then at the gym, you know, like we all, a beautiful, beautiful kid. Yeah. And I always use you as an example of somebody how like when you have incredible faith in God and you, you're a Christian and you, and you live your life with that love, like how do you recoup from, from something so devastating as that? You know, as a, like you're not supposed to, to live through the death of a child. You know, it should be the opposite. You know, the kids take you to the cemetery, not the opposite. Um, and still... And I know you went through your process and you're still going through your process and you'll be a process for the rest of your life. But the fact that you get up every morning and, and you're happy and you love life and you have a, and you want to work and, and how do you do it? So, um, I think it's important for, um, people to know that I'm not okay. Mm very hard thing. Every day is a gift. And I honor my son by getting up every day and getting out of bed and choosing love, choosing life, choosing joy, choosing to serve someone else in their pain because mm. I have several friends going through this and my faith is actually the only thing that really and truly keeps me um, um, moving um, really be really believing I can do this through Christ who strengthens me. I can do this. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, but my faith, knowing and believing that my son is good, he's alive, his spirit is <laughs> so much brighter than it's ever been, and that one day I will see him again and we will be together. And I really believe that. And so if I'm going to believe that, I've got to walk that. Mm -hmm. And um, walking that means being true to myself, um, being true to where I'm at. And grieving, grief is, is, is a really crazy thing it 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 can it knocks the wind out of you it can drop you at any moment i mean i there isn't one place i don't drive by that doesn't trigger me mm. i raised my baby here i raised my children here i brought him here when he was three and a half years old so there's a lot of memories that i have to deal with and people you know, it's, it's a difficult thing. Like April 9th will be two years that he's passed and you know, the pain doesn't go away. You, you, you walk with that pain and it's an impossible pain. It is a, 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 the, I can't even describe the deep sorrow and sadness that you feel that it changes you. It changes you. I am not the same person. I will never be the same person. Mm -hmm. And so my girlfriend just uh, the other night, whose son also passed, she said to me, I'm trying to figure out who I am and what this new relationship is. between child and mother. Mm. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, 
you know, it, it changes you to the core so much so that um, it rocks everything. It rocks everything. And it has rocked everything for me. Yeah. And, you know, um, I <laughs> when he first passed away and, and you know, for, for the first year, um, I, I actually wanted to quit acting. I, it, it felt um, unimportant. Exactly. Relevant. Yeah. yeah. It just felt like I don't care about this anymore. Yeah. I don't care. There's very little I care about. Um, you go through, you go through all this kind of stuff. And that, I think that's why it's only someone who has been through something as horrible as this that can understand and really help and speak to somebody else yeah. who is going through it. And so, this is what I want you what I want you to know the people that see you from the outside you know your your friends somebody like me and we have a lot of friends in common right when it happened all we can do is support and I think we've tried to do that to the best of our abilities but what we see from this perspective because you're going through your process and you're in deep pain and we don't understand we cannot comprehend what you're feeling because we'd never We're not going through that. But I want you to know what we see when we think about Lisa is strength, mm. power, positivity, next level, rock star, freaking unbelievable human being. Yeah. <laughs> And you permeate a light. You always have since yeah. I've known you. Again. <laughs> you permeate yeah. a light that is so powerful. Yes. And you've given so much. I get choked up just talking about it. Yeah. Um, You've uh, you've given us, me, just so much strength through you. It's yeah, it's powerful. You're a powerful person. Yeah. You're, you're a here lot of people a strong, are using you. Yeah. Purpose. People are using you as an example. People are using you as a testament that you know, if Lisa wakes up every morning, I'm invincible. There's nothing going on with me. You know, what, you know what I mean? It's like, are you joking, Lisa? Lisa, oh. breast cancer, freaking. Scotty passing away, then Olivia with her situation after the, the, the palsy, you know, that came out of nowhere right when she was entering NYU. It's been like one hit after the other. Boom, 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 mm -hmm. boom. And how the heck do you just go, I need to honor his life and I need to honor my life and I still have two kids that deserve a mommy that is present Amen. and is okay, yeah. you know? And the right. fact that you do it, Your soul was brought here with a major purpose. Yeah, we're like, oh my God, if Liz is okay, we're okay. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we love you. We love I, you so much. We, I love you guys. I love you guys yeah. so much. And I love my friends. You guys, like, you know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Our family of friends are such a source of love and strength for me because, because of how supportive you've all been and how you all allow me to be who I am and allow me to break down when I need to break down and you don't run away. You know, the most hurtful thing I think is when people don't want to deal with you. Mm. They don't want to deal with your pain. And, and yet when they're in pain, they expect you to be there. Of course. You know, and so I, I am truly grateful for my family of friends, for my village. Mm-hmm really love me and support me i'm just beyond grateful for that and i think that um gosh i think that it's 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 everything you you said Rosalind. like you know and eric like you know just having my other two children i have a responsibility to them i have a responsibility to myself to my husband i have a responsibility to just to, to, to my life, to those around me, to, um, to live in truth and to take care of myself, to deal with my broken heart and my soul and, and self-care. And walking through this grieving process, I'm not going to make believe that everything's okay. I mean, I hope I never sort of put that out there. I just try to live in the place of gratitude and joy. Mm -hmm. And that is, 
I think that is what moves me through every day and knowing that the Lord has me and he's carrying me and he understands and he doesn't expect anything less from me than to have this pain. And I don't understand. I will never understand why the things that have happened have happened. Why was my son a drug addict for 10 years, progressively living through that? So many people didn't know what I was going through. Um, and a lot of that had to do with his his own privacy and me trying to respect him and just respect our family and and just love him, unconditionally love him. I always say he is my angel because he taught me how to love unconditionally and to never, ever look at anybody as if I'm better and they're less or uh, he taught me to have compassion on people and situations compassion on those who are suffering and those who life has thrown them a hard ball mm. for us as human beings to be loving and to have compassion on people to be kind and to not discard people and i think that that is what is in my heart and that is what he's given me and to me that's a big gift and that's who that's who the lord is and that's how when he talks about loving each other and standing with one another walking with each other in their burdens and their pains that means a lot to me and so i'm sorry to be so emotional but it means a lot to my heart and that's why i love people mm. I love people, and if I can help somebody in this pain, God turns something terrible into something good. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I, I yes, I do feel like I've, you know, damn, I feel like a a, a bag who's a punching bag. Like <laughs> life has punched me, man. But I'm like, oh no, my God is bigger than that. I'm I will rise. I will keep going, and I know where my son is. Mm -hmm. And he's good, and, and he's, he's not fine. in this place mm -hmm. that we all got to walk through and be through. Right? He's not here in pain anymore. He's good. He's good. I don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. And so I walk. I walk in that way, and um, and I think that's what it's about. And it's, am know? it's amazing to watch. Yeah, it's a testament for it's sure. It's amazing Thank to watch. I wanna, I wanna, that. before we let you go, um, Lisa, this is a complete pivot. <laughs> after this heavy conversation but i'm glad that we had it because i think it's been it's been it's important and i think it's going to be very healing for a lot of listeners that who knows who knows who how many of them um yeah. have gone through a situation like this and are going to feel identified you know and seen and heard and and they they will get them to think and 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 get some strength you know through your strength so i think it was important but righteous thieves because you do have something coming out and i want you to to talk us um, about it so because i want everybody to go and support it yes so so righteous thieves is it's it's a pretty cool little film it's kind of like oceans 11 um and i play kind of like the george clooney character and it's about this this woman who uh puts together this crew of um skilled uh people who are very skilled at robbing things <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i love about it is that they do it for a good cause. So basically they steal back art that was stolen from the Jews during the Nazi plunder. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they are, she, she's part of this organization and this is what they do. And it's so cool because Jolene Rodriguez, who's a good friend of mine, um, produced it. And, um, she's just, she's so brilliant and she's such a badass. And she um, she had this idea to turn the lead character, which was written male mm -hmm. and make female. And uh, between her and um, Anthony Nardadillo, Nardadillo, um, who directed the film, they were like, "Let's let's do it. Let's let's turn this into a woman." We also don't a fellow Boricua, also Puerto yeah. Rican, Tony. Yes, also Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. Let's and let's make her a female, a badass female. And Jolene was like, I want Lisa Vidal to play the role. And so literally it was 
it was two months after Scott had passed away. And oh, wow. um, uh, she, you know, I didn't want to, I did not want to leave her. I had already agreed to do the film and I didn't want to leave her without a lead. And I was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this film. I'm There's something about it that felt very close to my heart, you know, um, it being about the Jews and the Holocaust and my husband is Jewish and, you know, just that history is, is, means a lot to me. And so, um, I love that it's almost all Latino, the mm -hmm. cast and, um, j just, you know, Jolene did an incredible job. It really looks like an amazing, you know, big budget feature. Um, and you know, she did amazing things on the budget that she was working on. And so now it's, uh, coming out, it's being released through Lionsgate, uh, March 10th. Okay. Beyond demand. Um, it is a limited release. So I'm hoping everyone will post and repost mm -hmm. and talk about it because I feel like I, you know, I, I support everybody because I feel like that's what we need to do For and sure. we need celebrate each other and I pray that everyone supports me and it's the only way like that we are going to show um some sort of united force by you know everybody putting this out there because it is a pretty darn good little film and yeah, you know a good cause and I loved it because it wasn't about Latinos you know selling drugs or you know uh, uh doing bad things mm -hmm. really they do good things these these people and so um, I think I think people will like it. I really do. So now Can't you know, right? Yeah, yeah, supporting it. Yes, <laughs> a lot of action in it. Yes. So Righteous Thieves, guys, opening March 10th. Then it's going to be on demand. Let's support it. The cast is fantastic, and I and we need to yeah we need to support each other a hundred percent. And Jolene and Tony, y tú y todo el mundo envuelto en, en la peli. So. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna do well. Thank you, mommy. Thank you so much Thank for your you time. For being with us. Yes. Thank you guys. Thank you for having yes. me on. I love yes. I love this this whole thing. You guys crack me the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I come in your living room all the time. I'm like, yeah, there they go. <laughs> I'm yeah. so glad. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> you know whatever. <laughs> whatever. Anyways, te quiero. I love you, you mommy. I love Bye. you guys. Love you Bye. too. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. Bye bye. Oh, oh my goodness, this was, oh my God, Lisa, I love you, Lisa. Guys, when I tell you that this woman is just an incredible friend, sister, mom, wife, talent, and she's a te everything. And a testament that you really can um, push through. Push through. Anything that you're going through. And, and granted, yeah. it's not always going to be the same. It's not always going to be easy. Every day is not the same. It's a work in progress. But she's a testament that you can persevere. You so. do what you have to do. Well, that was great. That was amazing. Well, love you. Love you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at he said, ella dijo, or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said, ella dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-213 professional wrestling like real life is full of surprises 
Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.